And it's just like, sometimes I hold myself to a standard that the Lord is not even holding me to. Mm-hmm. Or I look around and I go, look how they're, they're so effortless for them, you know. And I hear the Lord saying, I'm patient with you. I know that the season of life you're in is different. Mm-hmm. And I, I tend to you differently even in that season. I mean, how gracious. Hey ladies, welcome back to The Woman Podcast. My name is Katie Bizet and I am your host and we're excited to be back for a new season. We've kind of taken a minute off and instead of putting out like interview style podcasts, we've had a teaching series which has been so awesome and if you have not yet listened to that, I encourage you to go back and listen. Um, We did a teaching series through the Gospel of Luke and I think we have uh, 13 or 14 episodes yeah it's it's a good number of them mm-hmm. and um we've had several different teachers rebecca shatswell and heather hoy and then ellen hutchinson um and i even taught one which was yes, exciting don't, don't leave that out. i know right so anyway today we are back and we have a special episode in honor of mother's day and even if you're not a mom don't tune out Um, because this applies to every woman I think and you know we all come from a mama and we all have women in our life that we can learn from um, and women that we can even pour into and so you know I was just thinking as we got into this motherhood is definitely something that's physical but it's also something spiritual and we all um, can either be a mom to someone or be mothered in a sense spiritually and so I just invite you to listen today as we welcome our two guests we have Ellen Hutchinson with us and then we have Miss B aka Joanne Bizet. but most people know her as Miss B but I'll introduce them real quick and then we're going to hear from them in just a minute but Ellen and her husband Rick are worship pastors at New Life Church in West Little Rock and um, from time to time we see them all around the state Um, (laughs) but Ellen has an incredible gift to teach God's word and I'm excited to have her share with you ladies today and then Miss B is Pastor Rick's mom and if you're listening in and maybe you're not a part of our New Life Church family or you aren't sure. So Pastor Rick and his wife Michelle planted New Life Church many years ago, 20 years ago, and they moved here from Baton Rouge and Miss B is Rick's mom and she moved with them. Um, and she is just a spiritual powerhouse. She has been a mom to many, many people throughout the years and she's seen God answer many prayers in her life. So I'm very excited for her, got her to share some of her wisdom and her stories with you as well. So, all right. So as we get started, I'm going to set this up. A few weeks ago, I was talking with Ellen, and she mentioned to me that she had been studying in Scripture um, how God responds to the prayers and the faith of mamas and women, and how over and over again in Scripture, we see him showing up for women who've asked God for something big. And so the more we talked, the more I wanted her to share this for Mother's Day. So we are going to jump right in. So Ellen, do you want to kick us off, and why don't you just introduce yourself and then kind of just share what you've been learning, little studious friend. (laughs) No. Yes. um, Thank you for 
having me yeah i love, I love getting on here and talking with all my girls <laughs> i like how you said too like don't tune out if you're not a mom right, right. now um because really we're all just called to be instruments of God's glory, and this just happens to be the season that a lot of us find ourselves in um, as moms, but I think that um, a lot of people can gain wisdom from some of these women, yeah. and really just, we're going to share a couple of testimonies too, of just the goodness of God, so yeah. stick around, it's going to be good, I promise. Yes. Um, but yeah, basically my... What kind of prompted me in this was just reading about some of these women in scripture and just blows my mind. Like sometimes we hear these stories over and over again and we don't even realize like the amazing works of the Lord and that these women a lot of times are, are the ones who kind of prompted it. Like like if we if we ask the Lord for something, then you know, he, he hears us and yeah and then it oftentimes acts on our behalf. And so um I was just really inspired. I thought it might be encouraging for us to hear about yeah. the way that these moms prayed, their huge, bold faith. Um, and, you know, I, the thought of, like, praying as a mom can be a little bit intimidating sometimes. It's actually, you know, yeah. really kind of simple. It's just bringing our thoughts and prayers before the Lord. And a book that's helped me is The Power of a Praying mm -hmm. Parent. So a lot of you guys have probably heard of it. There's Power of a Praying Wife and Power of a Praying, you know, fill in yeah. the blank. There's like a thousand Everything. of them. And it's really helped me. It's kind of just given me verbiage uh, on how to present my kids before the Lord. But that's there's, good. yeah, there's this little excerpt that I wanted to read really quickly in yeah. the first chapter that I think is a good kind of setup for what we're talking about. She says, um, we don't have to pace the floor anxiously, biting our nails, gnawing our knuckles, dreading the terrible twos or torturous teens. We don't have to live in fear of what each new phase of development may bring, what dangers might be lurking behind every corner, nor do we have to be perfect parents. We can start right now, this very minute, in fact, making a positive difference in our child's future. It's never too early and never too late. It doesn't matter if the child is three days old and perfect or 30 years old and going through a third divorce because of an alcohol problem. At every stage of their lives, our children need and will greatly benefit from our prayers. The key is not trying to do it all by ourselves all at once, but rather turning to the expert parent of all time, our Father God, for help. Then taking one step at a time, we must cover every detail of our child's life in prayer. There is great power in doing that, far beyond what most people imagine. In fact, don't ever underestimate the power of a praying parent. That's so good. And I was like, why would I even try to paraphrase that? Because it's <laughs> so good. So I just read it. Um, yeah, so I kind of have just been on this journey, just looking through scripture, and there's so many examples. I mean, we could just go down a list of these amazing moments mm -hmm. in time where the Lord has worked on behalf of a mother. And the first one that I wanted to talk about is one that really probably doesn't get enough attention, I think. She is, she's something. Um, Jochebed. Jochebed. Right? When you first said Jochebed, I'm like, who did? Like, okay, okay. But you actually do know who she is because <laughs> she has a very famous story. This is Moses's mother. Oh, yeah. Right. Jochebed. Jochebed. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Not a popular name these days, but um, she was a really incredible woman. And when you read their story in Genesis, it's one of those, like, we learned it growing up. She, she was Moses's mother. She had Moses, and at that time, Pharaoh did not want any Hebrew boys to be born. Mm -hmm. So they were supposed to be killed immediately after they were born. Mm -hmm. Well, Jacobed believed in the Lord, 
and had a plan, right? She had a plan for Moses and she did not offer him up and um, she did not live as a victim. She decided to take things into her own hands and uh, and trust the Lord with her son. So she kept him for three months and then obviously you can't like keep a baby hidden <laughs> really at all. I don't even right. know how she did that. It was the Lord already. But so she, you know, she put him in the basket and sent him down the river and he was found by Pharaoh's daughter. Mm-hmm. And the Lord allowed her, uh, the Pharaoh's daughter to have mercy on him and she felt sorry for him and she decided to keep him and then Moses's sister was like oh do you need a Hebrew woman to nurse this baby and she was like yeah go get one and sure enough she -hmm. obviously goes and gets Jochebed who is Moses's mother so she gets to nurse him and Mm -hmm. and and have him really uh, and get paid for it even hello um, which is hilarious <laughs> don't we all wish we could have been paid just to nurse our own oh babies it's a job right yes. so anyway so she gets uh, this time with Moses that she wouldn't have normally had so she she kind of made this plan she had this audacious uh, faith that the Lord was going to make a way I believe that he made her courageous and creative I mean that's one of those stories where you're like only the Lord would give her that idea mm-hmm. and make everything work so well but The thing that really amazes me in the story is she was the difference in Moses's life because she allowed the Lord to work. And the only thing standing between Moses and a life as a typical Egyptian, worshiping pagan idols, following the culture of Egypt was his mom. Hmm. and her faith and she stood in between and she taught him of the one true god Mm -hmm. and in hebrews it even says that moses didn't want to be called pharaoh's daughter's son that he knew who he was and he even accepted that right later in life he saw this act against his people and he was like something happened inside of him Mm -hmm. because he knew um the way that his mom raised him that time that she had Mm -hmm. with him so i just think it's an incredible move of god that because she trusted the lord with her children the way that god moved on their behalf Mm -hmm. was just amazing to me Mm -hmm. i mean what faith and courage Mm -hmm. she had that's so good yeah A really cool uh, New Testament example that reminds me of her is in uh, 2 Timothy, when Paul is writing to Timothy, he talks about um, the faith that brought Timothy to this point, and it's of his grandmother and his mother, Lois and Eunice. Those are the ones that are mentioned that kind of brought him up in the faith. That's so cool. It's really cool that you would mention that because just the behind timothy there is a praying mom and a praying grandmother that molded him into the man of god that he is or he was you know and that we even learn from him now and that makes me think of miss b you know you have two sons randy and rick and i mean i don't want to share this story for you but i know that you have plenty of examples of um your prayers molding them into who they are now and so would you mind just sharing a few examples of the way that you have prayed as a mom and grandma sure i would love to do that the greatest thing about prayer is uh, when you pray god's word it's not going to return void Mm. yeah and the thing that has encouraged me is many times i didn't know what to pray Mm -hmm. because as a single mom it can get very convoluted Mm -hmm. and because of that as I would read the scripture and I'd say my gosh I don't have to worry about what I pray 
Here it is very clearly in black and white. Mm-hmm. I can pray that my sons, Rick and Randy, will be taught of the Lord, and great shall be their peace and undisturbed composure. Mm-hmm. That comforted me so much. Mm-hmm. And then I would think about my sons will increase in stature and favor and find favor with God and man. Yeah. And I have seen that throughout their entire life. Mm-hmm. And a couple of uh, specific stories is uh, Rick was uh, coached and uh pretty much geared to be a professional golfer uh-huh. and so through the years he sought out that career and finally one day we had a sponsor for him to go play in florida at the gulf coast uh tour there in florida mm-hmm. so i'll never forget the day he packed up his vehicle and put all his clothes and all his golf equipment and left and right before he left i i gave him fifty dollars which was the last fifty dollars or the last money i had wow and uh and and so when he drove out the driveway i began to think about the old hymn that i always sung and felt that was important to me and it was the haven of rest Mm -hmm. you anchor your soul in the haven of rest Mm. i says god this is my son he's going to me a far to a foreign land he doesn't even know where he's going to stay i ask you to please give him a haven of rest Mm -hmm. so rick gets to florida and the first place he goes of course is the golf course Mm -hmm. and when he drove up he saw three guys at the um box he walked up to him you mind if i join you and the first brother that teed off made a great shot and he said praise the lord (laughs) and rick said yes i'm in (laughs) and so he introduced himself and right away they said hey we're brothers we love the lord we want you to come and live in our condo with us can you imagine instantly god brought that haven of rest Mm -hmm. and rick was strong in the things of lord then but he became even stronger by living with these guys and going to a church that was full of the Lord, mm-hmm. full of Scripture, just full of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And, hey, that career ended because one day on the golf course he had an accident that caused a ball to go up, hit a limb, hit him on the head, knock him out, and he got <laughs> disqualified. But broke you, his wrist. Exactly, broke his wrist. But the whole thing about that is... That haven of rest was for that season in his life. Yeah. And so he eventually came back home, and I'll never forget, on a Christmas, he was sitting by me at church, and he says, Mom, I'm tired of fighting the call of God in my life. Yeah. He wants me to be a youth pastor, so can I come back home and earn some money and go to Bible college? I said, of course. So that mm-hmm. was one great story with him, mm-hmm. and I just contributed to believing that God will let you Mm -hmm. anchor your soul in him and he'll give you a haven of Mm -hmm. rest Mm -hmm. and then there were many stories about randy (laughs) that i could tell he really went off on the deep end because not only did his dad leave during that period of time and i became a single mom but so did his brother oh yeah and so you know he was and then he had a couple of youth pastors that moved to other places so it was just a time in his life and I'll never forget one time I was sitting in the family room and I was praying and I was praying for Randy 
And I looked up at the water tower in our little town there, and he has spray-painted his name, oh my gosh, Randy Bizet, in bold letters. And I said, oh, my God, he was probably drunker than a skunk when he did that. <laughs> but I said, God, you need to take this young man. He's bold for the things of this world and turn him into having a heart after you, God, and being bold for you. I know that that's his destiny. Mm -hmm. And so from there, I just begin to have a confidence that, yes, he too Mm -hmm. would have a heart after God. Mm -hmm. You see, I never prayed for my sons to be pastors. I prayed that they would have a heart like David after God. Yeah. David was not perfect, but David had a heart Mm -hmm. after God, and God can work through a willing heart like that. That's so good. So whether you're a mom or not, these are principles Mm -hmm. that you can live by Mm -hmm. and you can implant in other women of God Mm -hmm. that may have children. Mm -hmm. So I encourage you to never give up Mm -hmm. on the plan of God for your life. In fact, I would say um, you have a purpose in your life. Mm-hmm. that everyone has a purpose and if you concentrate on that God will give you a plan and there are many plans in most churches and certainly I know they are in New Life Church mm-hmm. and then to follow that plan mm-hmm. you have to persevere mm-hmm. and God will give you the strength to go through whatever it takes to fulfill that purpose of why he created you mm-hmm. to be here on this earth that's so good so go for it girls yeah no it's so good well and just you know i married hunter which is your grandson and it's like it's just cool to me to think about like a grandmother being a pillar in a family of your legacy of just praying you prayed for rick and randy Mm -hmm. then you look at their kids and now their kids are all serving the lord and love god and it's like it's just so powerful when you look at a family and can see that, like, there's a mama or a grandma yeah. that has been praying for umpteen years, yes. and there have been so many answered prayers. Right. And it's not to say that there haven't been hard times, because God knows that there were, you know, plenty of hard seasons, but yet... Those are marked by the Lord also coming through. And, you know, you could tell the story of Grace and how she was sick and yes. she was healed. It's just like there's just so many stories of how like, maybe times were hard, but the Lord, you know, you guys were a praying family. And That's right. So cool. And I'm very grateful for that because, you know, on, our, on my own, I could not have accomplished all the right. things spiritually that got accomplished. Right. So we have tools in our toolbox that God gives us. Mm-hmm. And there are giftings and callings that we sometimes leave dormant. Mm-hmm. But we need to stir those up so and good. use them now over children that we come in contact with, mm-hmm. our friends' children, and then, of course, your own children, mm-hmm. whether you have them now or later. Mm-hmm. These things are golden. Yes. That's and so they good. just get better with age. Yeah. Trust me. No, I agree. (laughs) Well, and I love how, you know, Katie even kind of touched on it. It's just we build a culture in our homes, whether we mean to or not. And I I mean, imagine being intentional and building a culture of faith and prayer and, and knowing generationally 
the impacts of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing. I think the Lord has given women typically like just a sensitivity to some things and i think even the way you were praying for rick and randy that he would give you something specific for your children that you know you know he's he he laid on your heart that word of rest and you spoke that specifically over rick and boldness over randy and so Mm -hmm. i just think as a mom it's like praise for for that kind of discernment for your kids it's like lord what are you speaking over their lives that i can take a hold of and like you said i can't do it on my own even though we sure try sometimes in our (laughs) own strength as moms oops but you know to be able to say this is who the lord says you are yeah and just continually speaking that over them that's so good amen yeah okay so you had we talked about Jacobin. Jacobin. <laughs> I think I'm saying it right. Maybe I'm I know. Not. I don't know. And then I think you had another example. I did. Yeah. Another another woman in scripture that has always intrigued me is Hagar. Because she was Abra- Abraham's basically mistress. She, yeah. You know, things, it was a very Old Testament story. Things kind of got weird for a minute. And <laughs> Hagar um, bore Abraham's first son, Ishmael, who was not the promised son. Um, and so the, she plays kind of an interesting role um, during that time. But really, uh, my heart just kind of breaks for her when I read the scripture because. The first time that she really comes into play um, after she has given birth is Sarah doesn't want her around anymore, Abraham's wife, which right. I mean, <laughs> you can't really blame yeah. her for that. <laughs> so so basically, she's like, get out. You know, uh-huh. they kind of cast her off and she goes out into the desert and things are not looking well for her. Mm-hmm. And the Lord meets her there. He sees her. And he speaks this word over her. He tells her that, you know, you're pregnant. I'm going to take care of you, basically. And then she says um, that she gave the name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. And she says, for she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. And she even named the well that she was at when the Lord's angel met her there. She named it like, you know, the well of the God who sees me. No, I think that's... Elroy is the name of God here, right? Yes, it's like a new name. Like we've yes. never heard this. He's only been, you know, Yahweh, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden, she gives him this, this kind of outsider Egyptian woman who's not even in the family of God yet. She is giving him this name, saying, "You see me." Yes, and so then later, it kind of happens again that Isaac's born, and Sarah's like, you know, because God told her to go back. And so she did. And then years later, she gets cast out again. And it's only a couple of chapters later. And so she goes out and she's in this helpless situation. It is not her fault that she's in this situation, right? And that happens a lot. You see that in moms and you're like, this is through no fault of your own. You have very little options. And it's just really heartbreaking. Like I think about moms who have kids that are sick or, you know, these situations where you're like, Mm -hmm. you didn't do this. It's Mm -hmm. not your fault, but here you are in this very tragic situation. And that's the one that Hagar found herself in. And so then she is cast off again. And I think this is so amazing because remember, she knows that he's the God who sees her. And so once again, she's she's waiting to die. I mean, Ishmael and her, they've run out of water. They have no food. They're going to die. And um, she sat there and began to sob. Then it says, God heard. God heard the boy crying. And the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and starts talking to her and basically says, again, I've got you covered. Like, I see you. And um, 
I'm going to take care of you and your son. And then this was a really cool part that it says, then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. And I think that he was reminding her, like, don't forget the last time I met you at that well. And he was kind of trying to remind her, like, I see you, I promise. Like, even in this dire situation that you're in and you don't have any options really, yet you call to me and I Mm -hmm. hear you and I see you and I'm moving on your behalf. That's so good. You know, he was just reminding her, like, don't forget that I've been there for you in the past. I'm going to continue to be there for you. And it makes me think um, we had a miscarriage after our first child, Roe. And so that was, you know, very difficult. So many women have been through Mm -hmm. that and it's Mm -hmm. just devastating. And then a few months later, maybe six months later, we got pregnant with our daughter, June. And I had complications almost right away. I actually have a long list. We had all kinds of things go on in that pregnancy and even afterwards. And basically, I remember being in the emergency room and the ER doctor saying, you need to prepare for a miscarriage. Like, this is not going to end well. And I think about Hagar and I can sympathize saying, this isn't my fault. I didn't put myself in the situation. Yet here I am. And I'm hearing people say, this is not going to turn out well. But... I remember the Lord and I and I say Lord you see me and I I know that you're hearing my prayers and my daughter is 7 months old and she smiles Aww. all day and she sleeps all night praise the Lord and she's totally healthy and it was wow. like as a mom I had to say Lord I remember your goodness show me again like I stand for my child where there seems to be no way I believe that you will make a way mm. and he did that wow it's amazing. That's so good. That's going to encourage somebody for yeah. sure. Because I just yes. feel like, you know, just plenty of people listening, whether it's related to parenthood or not, yes. can find themselves in a dire situation. Yep. And being reminded that, like, literally one of the names of our God is yep. Elroy, mm-hmm. the one who sees Man. me. Like, he sees your situation. Yep. And not only does he see it, but he will act on your behalf. And so, so powerful. I just want to encourage you guys who are listening, like, the Lord sees you wherever you are and whatever mm-hmm. you're dealing with. And um, I just encourage you to pour out your heart to him because he wants to meet you where you yes. are for sure. Yes. That's so good, Ellen. I love that yeah. you shared that. You know, and it's hard when we talk about moms, you can't help but remember some of my closest friends, people in my family who want so desperately to be a mother Mm -hmm. and it hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Hannah, my mind immediately goes to Hannah in first Samuel. She is a woman who desires a child Mm -hmm. and it's been years and years and she has not had one. Mm -hmm. And one day she's in the temple and she's just weeping before the Lord. I think her vulnerability is always um, so impressive to me that Mm -hmm. she would just lay it all out before the Lord. And sometimes we think like we have to keep it all together. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, I trust the Lord. And that's true. But she was sad. Mm -hmm. You know, it was it was hard and difficult. And she brought it to the Lord. Mm -hmm. She didn't say, forget you. You know, you don't see me because she kept saying, remember me, Lord. Don't forget about me. Like, give me this child that I so desperately desire. Remember the uh, priest thought that she was drunk. Yeah, and she's like, no, no, I'm just really, really praying. You know, I'm like, I've been there. You know, you're just like, this is ugly, but got to do it. And um, and so it says in verse 19 though that the Lord remembered her. 
So she was saying, Lord, remember me, remember mm-hmm. me. And then it says, the Lord remembered mm-hmm. her and he gave her the child that she so desperately wanted. And that was oh, uh, that so her good. son, Samuel. I mean, hello, very important figure. And, uh, and then she gives the glory back to him. Mm-hmm. She says, I prayed for this child and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. Wow. Such vulnerability. That's so cool. My mom and I actually were having lunch yesterday. She asked me to get a pedicure for Mother's Day, which okay. I was like, yes, please. Yeah. So we got pedicure. <laughs> Miss B just looked at my toes. <laughs> What color are they? What color are they? They're sort of a blush. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I digress. So, <laughs> my voice cracked. We were having, uh, we got pedicures and then we had lunch and I was telling her that we were doing this episode today that we were recording and, um, you know, my mom's story is really cool because she and my dad got married when they were really young and they wanted to have babies and mm-hmm. they tried for 13 years and... I mean, you know, back then, I think that maybe there's not like the medical technology that there is today. And so it was kind of like pretty quickly they were told you're not going to have children. And so, but my mom, she said yesterday, she was like, I feel like the Lord just kept reminding me of the story of Hannah. Really? Yeah. And she just said, I just claimed that. And I just stood on that. And I was like, Lord, I feel like you've told me that we are going to be parents. So if you are, you will have to do this. Like you're going to have to make it happen because everything else says, I can't do this on my own. Like literally doctors are saying you won't have kids. And so, you know, she tells, like she'll explain how every time at church there was a prayer moment, she was down front yeah. having someone pray over her. And just that persistence yes. and that like desperation, kind of like what you're describing, mm-hmm. just saying like, I want this so badly, but you're going to have to be the one, Lord. You're yes. going to have to do this. If you want this in my life, do it. Yeah. You know, and so um, they sought the Lord for literally like 13 years and 13 years into marriage they had me and they're like you're my little miracle you are but it's just interesting because in my family there's literally like um out of my my there's my grandmother and her three sisters and three of them were not able to have kids they are barren and so just knowing that that kind of like runs in my family and that my mom was able to have children or not children it's just me I'm an only child but I just love that I love that story of um her desperation and so even just you know whether you're believing for children specifically or you're believing for something else I just want to say like to the people who are listening like don't be um, intimidated to ask for prayer and anytime there's a moment like at church or in a small group or just when you're around people that you know have faith grab them Mm -hmm. and have them pray because there is power in the agreement of believers the bible says that when we agree together in prayer where two or more are gathered he is there and so i just think there is power in almost that like desperation of any time we can let's just seek god together and ask that he meet this need and you know it's just been cool like that's kind of like a part of my story now and so i try to Good. do that too so well, um, it makes me wonder too like thinking about you like did she break something yeah generationally because you have two healthy boys you know, know. and it's like it, you know maybe her faith not only um was for herself but even continuing oh, for sure. into the 
family line forever yeah know? and i think that they they kind of saw that like maybe this is a pattern in our family mm-hmm. of, and so pretty early on in my life my mom and dad started praying that amazing just over me yep. and like my children and future yep. generations and praying that i would not have any complications when it yes. came to conceiving and all of that and so you know when hunter and i got pregnant we miscarried mm-hmm. our very first but then we had jack and Bo. Mm-hmm. you know within two years and um even that it's like i just chalk that up to man i just know that my mom and dad prayed for me yeah. for the last 30 years Amazing. and so yeah um i'm very thankful for that yeah. and just the way that they have prayed you know because i didn't know i needed them to be praying for that but i'm thankful yeah. that they did well it sure. almost is like a special glory to the lord when a baby is born that you never expected i mean those baby showers are the best where you're just like all going oh my gosh i can't believe we're here we prayed and prayed and prayed and here we are you know and um it's it's even like hannah i mean she immediately dedicated samuel back to the lord mm-hmm. and she never stopped giving her um him glory for that mm-hmm. you know it's just kind of because some of it's it's like oh yeah these are my kids like i had kids like you do mm-hmm. and some women are like no this was the struggle of my life and yes. i'll never stop giving the lord glory yes. for doing the impossible Yep, powerful. The next part is my favorite (laughs) because it is for all you tired and overwhelmed mamas out there. (laughs) And all my girls said, amen. Amen. I know some of you guys find um, yourselves in that season of young, old, doesn't really matter. Being a mom is just, sometimes it's just so hard. I mean, even as early as last night, I was trying to prepare for this and it was like, I had to just go take a shower because I was like, that's the only place I'm going to be able to like have, uh, you know, some privacy to be able to put my thoughts in order because it was just, you know, it's just a 24-7 job that I love so much. Don't misunderstand me. I love it. But, you know, sometimes it's just hard. And there's such an encouraging word in Isaiah 40, which is a prophetic chapter speaking about jesus Mm -hmm. and in verse 11 it says this lean in ladies this is good he tends his flock like a shepherd meaning jesus he gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart which is already encouraging because Mm -hmm. i have to trust the lord with my kids and he holds them close to his heart and here's the best part he gently leads those that have young and i remember reading that and thinking oh lord you see me here tired (laughs) struggling to get all my bags and all the car seats buckled and i only have two kids okay like y'all have more superheroes and it's just like sometimes i hold myself to a standard that the lord is not even holding me to Mm -hmm. or i look around and i go look how they're they're so effortless for them you know and i hear the lord saying i'm patient with you i know that the season of life you're in is different Mm -hmm. and i i tend to you differently even in that season i mean how gracious to have a shepherd so good that he would be patient with us and understanding Mm -hmm. it's not even like come on you know you're weighing us down it's like of course this is a little bit difficult for you i can wait you know okay I just needed to hear Mm -hmm. that. And so I know there's some people out there that -hmm. need to hear it. The Lord sees you. He understands. Mm -hmm. He is patient with you. He is a good shepherd. Mm. That's good. Yes. Some people just need to take a deep breath on that one because that's such a good word. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, we've been talking about this whole theme of just um, the Lord responding to the prayers and the faith of women in the word. And we've seen you know we've talked about ellen's example and miss b's example and even my mom and my own um 
And so I was just thinking about the practical side of this. You know, some people don't even know how to approach the Lord, but yeah. and not even the topic of prayer feels intimidating. And so, Miss B, you have been a spiritual mama to many, and you have taught a lot of people about the practical side of following God and praying. And so, could you just um, give some wisdom, some practical advice on how to pray? Sure. Um, first of all, you have to devour the word of god to get Mm -hmm. some scriptures that all of a sudden they just click with you and uh, one of the ones that happened to me personally to want to go on and and fight this battle as a single mom uh, in my own life was seek the kingdom of god first and his righteousness and everything else would be added unto me i didn't know what everything else was Mm But God did. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, it gave me hope. Mm-hmm. And it gave me an anchor to hold on to. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm saying is you can pray the scriptures that I mentioned today. I could give you a thousand more. But it's the word of God. And you pray over your children daily. I would say something that I've realized recently that when I hear that families or a father or a mother, in particular, we're talking to moms, go into their child's room at night and praise over them after their sleep. Mm-hmm. So what if they wake up? What a beautiful thing. Because sometimes they need to hear you praying over them as well. Mm-hmm. And so from a practical standpoint, yes. I would say the word of God to pray over them, the simplest prayer, because it's coming from your heart. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. even you that are not moms yet, pray for that child that will come. Pray for that uh, friend that you know that has a child. Mm -hmm. Just let your life be a continuous prayer Mm -hmm. of praying God's word Mm -hmm. and praying for you to have wisdom and discernment Mm -hmm. so that you could minister to others when they come up mm-hmm. to you hey if y'all see me anywhere you come up to me and ask me to pray for you yeah i would love to do that yeah i did that today when we had uh, some all staff here it is a privilege mm-hmm. and a joy to pray for others mm-hmm. and within your own family but beyond those borders mm-hmm. so from a practical standpoint Grab you some scriptures out of the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Go to the Christian bookstore. There are hundreds of books that are there. Yeah. If you need some more encouragement. Yeah. But hey, it's there for you. That's so good. Live it and believe it. Yeah. Well, and it's just like you said at the beginning when you first were sharing that God's Word does not return void. And that's so right. that's what you can kind of stake your claim in. Is exactly. Praying the Word of God. That's powerful. Right. Um, okay. So as we close this out, just thank you. <laughs> Ellen had to move away because she had a little cough attack. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. Um, but as we close this out, just thank you both for sharing um, both Ellen sharing what you found in Scripture and Miss B sharing your many, many years of wisdom. And um, I was just going to ask Miss B if you could close us in prayer and just pray over the women who are listening. Okay. I'd love that. Father God, we just come to you right now and we just lift up every woman that is listening 
who this voice right now. Father God, I ask you to encourage them wherever they are and whatever their walk is. Father God, let them realize that your word is true and it will not return void. Let them dream big dreams and believe that you are the God that fulfills those dreams. If they're moms, encourage them in that role. If they're not, Father God, answer those prayers that they will become a mom. And the whole time, Father God, you are a God of encouragement. Surround people in their lives that will encourage them. And I thank you for this in advance, and I praise you that this Mother's Day is a great for all moms, grandmothers, and great-grandmothers. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you both so much. Ladies, thank you for listening to another episode of the Woman Podcast. Um, like always, it would help if you want to like it, subscribe to it, do the little five-star rating. Um, and if this encouraged you in any way, I just ask that you share it with people just to point more people back to Jesus. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is, with it being Mother's Day at New Life Church, we do kind of launch our Woman Conference hey. season. So we didn't have Woman Conference last year and we are having it this year in 2021 and the dates are September 23rd through 25th and so as you are listening to this and thinking about the fall it's something fun to look forward to where the women of our church gather together and worship and there's great teaching and so we just want to invite you to be a part of that and if you want to go ahead and register, this is, I think the Mother's Day rate is yeah. like the best that it is. And yeah. then it kind of um, goes into general registration. So register now and you can find information about that at womanconference.tv. So thank you for listening, ladies. We love you. See you soon.